from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fancy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fancy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each where week. Every week, Aaron <laughs> and I are visited by three magical <gasps> ghosts. And they tell us the history, the past, present, and what will come of some of our favorite holidays. Now, granted, we are almost 100 episodes in, so we have burned through. Like all of the major holidays, like yes. we are pretty much we are pretty much scraping the barrel when it comes to like the holidays that we're still covering because yeah. we've gone through a lot of them at this point. So we're kind of into like you know stamp collecting day. Whoa, whoa! My family has celebrated stamp collecting day for fucking centuries. Okay, uh, uh, and now what do you mean I... scraping the bottom of the barrel? What do you mean? <laughs> I've been waiting this whole time. For fucking uh, the ghost of stamp collecting. Yeah, days I was past. trying. I was trying to think of a name, but yes. <laughs> Wait, who is the ghost of stamp collection day? Can you remind me? Uh, that would be that would be Postman Paul. Ugh. He comes by with his magical postman bag, and he hands you a letter, and on it, it's a stamp, and you look at it, and then you go through the stamp, and you're carried away into the, really, the first time that we used stamps as a means to mark packaging and to sort of figure out a, a national system of postage, and we we learn a lesson, and then we visit, then we're visited by the ghost of Stamp Day Present, which yes. is, uh, which is, uh, Postman Patty, oh. and she, she tells us about how different forms of postage are carried through all the world and all the different types of uh, mail-carrying services that are available at your local post office. And then we are visited by the ghost of postmen yet to come, which is Kevin Costner from the ghost movie The Postman. And he shows you your grave. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you were you were killed in the world in which it is illegal to send mail because when, only, when the mail is outlawed, Aaron, yeah. only outlaws will deliver mail. That's what The Postman's about, right? Yeah, he's like a postman, like, <laughs> delivering letters in the world. See, I get one. I get one every year that I actually know the movie reference. I was like, I'm pretty sure that one's about the Pony Express. <laughs> uh, no, it's a post-apocalyptic world <laughs> in which the male has been outlawed. What? Doesn't he ride a horse? <laughs> yeah, because, like, technology. I think there's, I think a bomb goes off. I think it's like a, post- a, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. I'm crying already. It's been two weeks. <laughs> the fact that I've been here years that the postman was about the fucking gritty retelling of the Pony Express. No, he's like a po- he's like liberating America, like a like a like a post downfall America from with the mail service. Well, either way, I've been waiting for this day my entire <laughs> goddamn life. I'm trying to get visited by Kevin Costner. Obscure holiday, my ass. That's fair. No, I, I I would like to formally apologize to the International Stamp Day enthusiasts of the world. Thank you. God, someone at Jeff. <laughs> please, please don't. Please don't at me. That's all um, I ask is not to be added. So, intro aside, this is a podcast where each week we take a listener prompt and create the greatest story of all time, a fantasy story. And yes, we do have a prompt this week. <laughs> Great. The prompt this week comes to us. From Nick R., tabletop leader at Alias58, prompt is, the nicest goddamn person. The nicest goddamn person. 
And my first thought, I told you this a second ago. Yep. In terms of the nicest people in fantasy, they yep. come from none other than a place we haven't talked about in two years. Sure. Mud Trap. Mud Trap. A tiny little village out on the ocean. Yep. Leagues away from from anybody. Isolated, tiny, known for its grave digging industry. Yeah, it's like one big cemetery. Visited by, by scores of pirates every year. Sort of a makeshift pirate nest of just very nice, humble people that welcome you, whether you are a, a sea dog or just a, or a shipwreck. Or just somebody stopping by to visit. They are they are a kind, lovely community of people. Now, my question for you is, so we said it, you know, a long time ago. Uh, mud trap is muddy, but it's yeah. one big graveyard. Basically, yeah. And I want to start the episode by asking you why in God's name? What happened? You know? Hmm. Why is it a, did something horrible happen? I don't think so. Okay. What I think it is, here's my pitch to you. Yeah, I'm dying to know. We said this is a pirate haven. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it was just a place where pirate crews had stopped off, like, after sea battles, <gasps> and, and there was an influx that. of pirates, influx of bodies, grave industry forms to basically give a sense of burial enclosure to those people, like the pirates that were coming in, and then suddenly they, there's a grave digging industry in in the, and it becomes sort of a play a a graveyard of sorts for not only the people of Mud Trap but of pi like it is because that that also explains why this tiny little nowhere town becomes like a pirate haven is if if pirates are coming here to bury their dead and to have like actual funeral services and like remember people so they're not just throwing them into the ocean. Jeff, that, can I say that is so much better than anything I would have come up with? That is so, it's so good. So it becomes a place where pretty much like if you're not at home or if you're a pirate, you're a traveler and, you know, like, okay, let's be real for a minute. In D&D like, or any tabletop game, like when someone croaks, like what do you do with them? Right. I've never had anyone die in a game. But like, what happens? What do I think you? A lot of time they bring them back to life because D and D is a game that has like resurrection spells and shit. But what if you don't have anyone like that? Right, like, what I do think, you like, do? I like the idea of a place of a place, especially for pirates who are like sailing on the water, and therefore your only options are throw them overboard or like find a port mm-hmm. to know where this port is that is specifically kind of an industry has formed within it of like we will. Put to rest those of your crew that have fallen, and we will give them, like, an actual funeral service so that you can remember them kindly rather than just, you know, cast them to the waves. Okay, so that is the nicest goddamn thing, coming back to the prom. Mm -hmm. Is this the person who came up with it, the leader of Mud Trap? You know, is it Bosley Digwell? Like, I think the the nicest goddamn person in Mud Trap is the mayor of Mud Trap, Buford, Buford Flugelhorn. I mean, obviously, right? Am I wrong? I'm I'm honestly speechless. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? What is that? What is that name? Buford Flugelhorn? What the fuck, Jeff? Jeff, that's so good. Mayor of Mudtrap, Buford Flugelhorn. <laughs> Sometime, one day I'm going to find <laughs> out that you have a name generator and you have it like on a wristwatch and you just like hit it every time. So Buford Flugelhorn is the yes. mayor of Mudtrap. Mayor of Mudtrap. Nicest goddamn, nicest goddamn person. The nicest goddamn person. So were they elected? Have they, are they the founder of Mudtrap? 
is this mm. a former pirate who founded the town and is sort of just like undying. It's just mm. really fucking old. See, I have a pitch for you. Yeah, And yeah. I definitely think Buford is very old. Give me some pronouns. Okay. Oh, shit. I got to open my dice back. It's been roll so me, long. Roll me a D6. Uh, one to two, he, his. Three to four, she, her. Five to six, they, theirs. All righty. Fun fact, I believe the first time we did this was the first time we visited Mud Trap. I think so, too. That sounds right. Uh, I got a four, Turtle. So she right. is a she is a mayor. She's the mayor of Mud... Buford is the mayor of Mud Trap. She is... She is... I'd like impossibly old because I like the idea. I, I've had this thought when you would pitch to me the nicest person. <laughs> I liked... I, I immediately... The answer in my head was the mayor of Mud Trap, Buford Flugelhorn. <laughs> and I think that she is... The idea that I had was... Going back to our old staple of how people are elected into positions of power. <laughs> yes, gotta be some kind of contest. No. Uh, well, this <laughs> one's a little bit weird. Let me pitch you a weird idea. Okay. And that is uh, that what happens is when it comes time for, for a new mayor to be selected, everybody in town gathers up into one place, right? Yes. You know, they have a big gathering of people, and every person in town steps up to this little this little podium, and they... Write down the name. They write down a name on a slip of paper, and they put it in a box. And whomever gets the most of these names written on a paper becomes the leader of Mud Trap for a designated amount of time. I don't like it, but I will accept it. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. <laughs> so yeah, there's an election, and the idea that I had was this: in Mud Trap, anyone can call for an election at any time. <laughs> And the fact that Buford has been mayor for, like, a hundred years uh, is because just no one's called for an election because she's just the nicest goddamn person. She's just the nicest goddamn person. Everything's been going so well in Muntrap. Everyone's so happy with how things are moving and how the culture is developing. And yeah. everybody's just happy, comfortable. You know, there's no need for change. Yep. It's just, we're all good. Okay. So... Let's. So, do you want to roll on tables, like character? Uh, do you want to roll on tables for central casting to figure out who they are, or do you just want to talk it out? Let's just talk it out for a little bit. I feel like I feel like there are some leads that I want to tug on before I feel like we need to like randomly generate anything. Because I have a lead that I'd like to tug on real quick. Yeah, give me it. Give me it. So, in the uh, family history audio drama, that's like mm -hmm. real old now. You mentioned that um, you said that Cro Bosley Digwell says to Crosley Digwell, if you don't bury them, the wolves come. Now, yep. that doesn't have to be a literal wolf. They can be magical wolves. They can be people who come out and try to steal, like, you know, the fucking valuables and, like, magical weapons off dead pirates. They can be lots of things. Mm -hmm. But what, what do you want to decide? What is the... Okay. Okay. I'm going to build off. I got something to build off of that. Okay, cool, cool. I feel very strongly about something because I realize now that there's an unanswered. We never fully gave an answered question. We never fully answered a question on a previous episode. Are you ready? I am so I fucking think ready. That, I think the answer to a question that we kind of left dangling because we didn't know the answer. Yeah. I am prepared to answer it now. I'm ready. The hounds of the great wolf. The, the, the people that speak to the great dog in the sky, the okay. good dog, yeah. the god of thieves, and are deemed unworthy, are turned into magical wolf beasts. Oh, shit. And we did not know why that, what those wolf beasts were doing, yeah. or why that was happening. Yeah. What I think it is, is those wolf beasts are grave robbers. 
Oh, I am into are simply, this. Are simply, you are not worthy to, you are not worthy to steal, like, the great treasure. You are not worthy to enact the great crimes of the, of the, the wolf of thieves. I don't remember the proper name. The bounding of the hound. Yes, you are not, pro- you are not proper, you are not worthy to run with the bounding hound. Go, go drag jewelry off of corpses somewhere. Damn, that's cold, right. but I And love then you it. just turn into, like, a wolf monster that prowls the shadows and, like, Go, you know, steals jewelry from dead bodies. Okay, so I... Okay, this... And kills anybody and, like, attacks and murders anyone that gets in your way. You are just... You are... You are... You are cast out... Basically, in in dog terms, go... You, you eat scraps. We eat filet mignon. You eat scraps. Now we're cooking with some fucking gas because yeah. this tells us a lot about mud trap and people who are what we would refer to as like a grave digger mm-hmm. that this becomes someone who protects the grave sites of mud trap so like bosley digwell is pretty much like a werewolf hunter yeah a little bit cuz we had said specifically that like that like if you don't bury the body and like hi- basically put it underground put it in a tomb and protect it then the wolves come so basically your job is even more than so yeah even more so than like hunting is basically like barring things from the eyes of the of the wolves yes like you have to keep like mausoleums and grave sites safe yeah. you are an eternal you know watcher of of the dead which is fucking cool i have to say it has turned it has turned the town of mudtrap into something that i always dreamed it would be something very cool it also kind of puts into perspective it, it re it also refocuses like why pirates are so insistent on like burying the dead, right? Yes. I imagine that a pirate crew, especially like um, you know, proper sea dog criminal, you know, raid raiding pirates, right? Are probably looking to the bounding hound as they are looking to steal things and to live wealth on their own terms. So they probably are at threat by the they are probably constantly at risk of having crew members turn into wolves and try to like raid the dead and having a, a werewolf on your boat? Yeah. Seems like a bad idea. So I have a thing too for that, which is okay. which is neat. So a pirate, right? We're we're pirates. We travel the seas and we're collecting, you know, loot and treasure and stuff yeah. like that. Magic money? Yeah, you spread it to the crew and you die, you know, the crew divvies up your fucking cut. Yep. But any magical items that you acquired that are yours, you're buried with them. Yeah. They stay with you. So the town of Mudtrap pretty much is just like a magical treasure trove that no one will ever touch. Right. Because it is it is protected. It is protected by grave by, diggers. By bra- grave diggers. And the bodies of dead pirates are now, like, there are just hundreds of graves filled with, like, incredibly powerful magical items, wonderful treasures and stuff, but no one can touch them because they're protected by grave diggers. So, let me tell you then about, uh, what was the Buford? Buford Flugelhorn. Buford Flugelhorn. Because I'm trying to think now of, like, you know, at the beginning of every, like, Van Helsing movie, there's, like, a Van Helsing, and then there's, like, the Dracula. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how the tradition started, and did it start with Buford? Is that why Buford's impossibly old? Is Buford like the first defender of Mudtrap? I like that. Become I, I, mayor. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Why well, I like that she, I like that she's impossibly old. Yes, I like that she is the first defender of Mudtrap, 
And I think that she's got to be a pirate, right? Oh, absolutely. At one point, it was definitely a pirate who was, like, burying the dead, laying them down with, like, you know, the magic amulet of gold collection wrapped around their wrist, you know, and then they heard the... was like, oh, no. Because right now, so this is this is my... This is to peek behind the curtain. I'm lo- reading the Wikipedia article for a Cemetery, and mm-hmm. there's a picture of, like, an angel, you know, like, sitting on top of a monument. And I keep thinking about, like, you know, the guardian angel of the dead would be then Buford, who, mm-hmm. like, passes the art of... Because it has to be an art of killing the wolves or or warding them off. Yeah. It has to be some kind of special technique that's passed down. And I think what it is, because I, I, there's something that is important to me that I, I want to bring back up and I want to, like, take... I, I want to emphasize here, and I think I think that gives me an opportunity to do so. Okay. Which is going back to the family history drama and also the original when we first visited Mudtrap back in the Crosley Digwell episode, Captain Goldbeard, mm-hmm. is that grave digging is not cool. No. Like, as a profession, it is good, honest work, but it's very specifically not exciting. No. or And, like, the parts that are exciting are not, like, I think they, they are few and far between, because if we remember family history... Bosley talks about, basically says that the wolf, like there's the threat of the wolves and talks about fighting off wolves, but clearly is not thinking enough about it to define it as his job. Yes. But what I'm thinking from that is like, you may live an entire lifetime and never see a wolf as a grave digger. Because these practices are in place, like warding practices are in place. I am thinking of werewolves and vampires now in terms of like, garlic like garlic yes. like flour or garlic flowers and, and and salt circles and like warding practices of mm-hmm. like arcane monsters in D&D and like the idea that like a grave digger is prac doing those practices and also like it also reminds me of like embalming right it reminds me of specifically practices that are done to keep things safe. Absolutely. And I think that's what grave digging is. Yeah. I think monster, I think fighting off, fighting off an angry horde of werewolves happens occasionally. It's rare and it's bad. So that's why mm-hmm. it's kind of like, if we don't do this, the wolves will come and it's very, it's dangerous for the, imagine like, you know, fucking werewolves descending on your humble, cute cemetery town and like, you know, stealing tons of magical items from the dead. Like, you could become tremendously powerful if you took enough. You know, yeah. and then you have a bunch of werewolves with, like, magic swords and spears and shit. That's terrifying. Yeah. So, Buford. Buford. We're, we're, so, Buford is what? The first one? Or just, you know, someone who once warded off, there was an attack on, there was an attack on Mudtrap. Hundreds of wolves descended, and Buford, she was the only one left standing. You know, fought them all off on her own. Is it that kind of story? Or the what first... if she's a ghost? Holy f- oh fuck! Yeah, always down for having ghosts. What if ghost she's a mayors? Ghost, ghost mayor is my favorite sitcom. Growing up next to Small Wonders, so yeah, yep, I'm down. Yep, it's great. It's classic. Go- so tell me about go- why- okay. So she's a ghost now. Buford is a ghost. Died Sitting died in, in the battle. The Oval Office. It's Ghost Mayor. It's Ghost Mayor. Rising up from the gravestone. It's Ghost Mayor. It's Ghost Mayor. Hail. To the chief. Bam. Hail to the ghost. Yeah. It's ghost. Mayor. Ghost mayor. I love Get that song. Chair. I love that. That's a great theme song. It's a really good theme song. Got it. Had way too many seasons though. <laughs> um. So so Buford is a ghost. Yes. So they are dead. 
Yep, yep. She 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 fought and died. Fought wolves. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about this event. Let's let's start at the beginning then. So Buford, she has lived in Mudtrap all her life. Yes. Yep. Were there were there uh, grave diggers at this point? I don't think. I think that she is the first. I think because I think she dies fighting off like a a, a, a band of werewolves. Yeah, we had said that that. Like we have said that the Digwells are the first family to basically corporatize yes grave digging yes to make it organized yeah and I think beforehand we have said there's there's freelance grave diggers so it's basically somebody that you pay money to to come to your house and bury your dead yes and like do the rituals in order to make sure that they rest peacefully and also that they are not beset upon by the hungry dead okay so the the picture that's coming in my head is. Imagine Mud Trap, you know, before the dig wells, long time ago. It's a small port town, you know, just bustling, you know, just slowly bustling. There's like two restaurants, a post office, you know, and a beautiful port where the ships come in to rest. And one day, what, a pirate ship comes off and they're like, hey, we got wiped out by a sea monster or a roving band of other pirates and we have a ton of dead. And what, this little girl is like, I'll bury your fucking dead? Here's what I want to pitch to you. Yeah. I like a lot of that. What I think what happens is a half-ruined ship crashes into this harbor. Oh, I love that. Pirates spill out of it. One of them, uh, the captain of this small vessel, is is a young Buford Flugelhorn, oh. maybe like twenty six. Yes, you know this is a this is a crew of young this is a crew of young folks, not so much looking to like live on in legend, basically just joy riding on the sea. Yeah, like that's that's pirate as fuck. Like just yeah. living. I think they went out. A little too green, and they came back a little bit red. And I, and and <laughs> what has happened is they come back, and basically she scrambles through town. Is like well, the wolves are coming. Like we messed up, <gasps> we messed up, and we brought on the attention of the wolves. Oh my they god, are coming! And basically, it is her lot. She she dies, basically rallying a pirate crew to fight off a horde of werewolves goes down, like, dies in sort of, like, doing this, and I'm gonna throw something at you. I'm ready. Is, is brought back, is, 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 is brought to life, to immortal life, through a shovel, <laughs> which is enchanted tied to a shovel, that is held by, did we give him a name? Hold on, I have the script, and I have a script I can pull what? up. Who? The first, the first... Dig well to like make a company. I have absolutely Bos- no idea. There's- Bosley's father. Bosley's father. Okay. Hold on, I got a script. Is there any? Let name? me pull it up. I believe I gave him. I believe he has a. I believe. I want you to leave all this in because I'm like absolutely. I'm I hope that somebody is just screaming at their computer right now. Like <laughs> I know their name. I know their name. A super fan is like that's name is Steve Digwell. Nope, we just call him Papa Digwell. So Papa's Papa's shovel. Yeah, Papa's shovel is enchanted with the spirit of this woman that died, like that died to pro- protecting Mudtrap from these oncoming wolves. Can I give you a twist on this? Yes, because a lot of what you just said, I was sitting here listening, and I'm like, hmm. So Buford, Buford Flugelhorn is a pirate. Mm-hmm. You said that leaves. That travels around, you know, draws the attention of the wolves. Drawing the attention of the wolves isn't something that is just like happens. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, 
Buford Flugelhorn is out on her pirate ship, right? Yeah. We said she's green. You know, she's young, out, joyriding. I think that she makes contact with the bounding hound. It goes well. You know what I mean? Like, she gets a big steal. You know, she gets a heist. She gets the power of the bounding hound. The constellation gets covered by, you know, clouds. Powers go away, but she still gets her steal. Her crew, however, tries to connect to the bounding hound. They are not worthy and become the wolves. She has Mm. no choice but to eliminate her crew, right? Mm. Or so she thinks. So she arrives. She sails, sails, just looking for land all alone on this ship, half dead, bloodied, you know, sailing as fast as she can, looking for... She's not from Mud Trap, is what I'm saying. She crashes into the port, just like, I need help. I'm hurt real bad. My crew is dead, but they might be coming for me. I have gained the attention of the wolves. I am sorry, but I have brought something bad to this town. And the town is like, what? What the fuck? We're just a simple, simple town. And then the that is the reason why the graves have to be dug. Because mm-hmm. as long as Buford is in this town and tied to this shovel, the wolves will never stop coming for pirate treasure. Mm, okay, I like that. So that is what the response, because I'm trying to figure out what the responsibility of her to this town is. And I think it's kind of her fault. Because you said she drew the eye of the hounds. Yeah. So as long as she is living, as long as she's Mm -hmm. in existence, the wolves will come because, you know, there's tons of dead pirates now buried here. Mm -hmm. And then that gives me a nice little, that gives me a nice little playoff, which is rather than, I think, die defending, you know, in this one big epic battle and then being made into a ghost. Yeah. I think that she stays in town. Basically, like, she uh, she kind of stays in town, even knowing that, like, she is, that by doing so, like, this is the burden that she carries, right? Yeah. And that by doing that, she stays in town for, you know, until she dies happily, like, like years and years later. Mm-hmm. And I think not even necessarily through a specific enchantment, it's just her spirit continues to, like, guide grave diggers. Gods were real once. She, she becomes this, she just continues, you know, she, her body dies. And she stays, she's like, we have to bury the dead. You don't understand. Wolves are coming. And like, as long, and she knows that she has to, she knows that if she stays here, wolves will keep coming. But she also knows that like, if they, if they're all coming to one place, then they're not going to 4,000 other places. Mm. And so she's like, we, she's like, listen. And she probably, I think this is, I think, interesting. This is a cool moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She probably sits down with, like, she sits down with, like, the Chamber of Commerce of Mud Trap, and she's like, listen, I have a proposition for you. If we do this, if we, if we, if we invest in the practice of grave digging, which is how we know that we ward off this, these hungry dead, then maybe not only it'll be good for the town because we can, we can send out that word, right? Yeah, we can we can attract that business and we can make we can make a real stability for mud trap that i think the town has never had before but we can also do a service to the world by virtue of having a place where we draw these wolves and we we keep them distracted and unable to unable to hurt anyone because they're just trying to mindless they're just trying to not even mindlessly but like they're trying to get to tombs that we have we have protected okay that gives me a really cool idea all right. Okay. So she starts the business. She starts the organization of Mud Trap, right? This mm-hmm. idea that 
you know, it becomes a place where you can come and bury your dead safely, happily. It's a beautiful ceremony. They get a lovely place to live. It gives me also an idea about what kind of like this cemetery look is. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking there's levels of mausoleums. There are, you know, different burial sites where it's sort of like, is it like the wolf is led into like a puzzle mansion and is like, you know, crushed by gears type thing? Or is it like they're just bounce off a force field? I love, I don't even love crushed by gears. I love that it like, I love that it's like a puzzle and a maze. And then you come out and it basically is a big circle. They like wander out and are like, hmm, hmm. Because we, we, I want to stay, I, I mean, the idea of like, you know, a Van Helsing, I don't like as much as I like warding. Because yeah, that's what I mean. I love, I love that it's a maze. It's a series of, I think it's a little of both mazes and like force fields, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's basically, we are, and especially knowing that, that Buford is here ensuring that society, that the town itself is basically attracting and distracting these wolves. You know, wait until they're tired and then put them on a boat or something. So, okay. Right. All right. So this is giving me another, I'm trying to figure out like the history of uh, Buford real quick. So I'm thinking that she, this big steel, I keep thinking like, what was it to give her this like, you know, ability. Like, you know, she yeah. comes to a town and is like, hey, I'm hurt. But also, here's how to make force fields and, like, magic puzzle houses. What does she steal that gives her this ability? That lets her be... So, because kind of what I'm thinking is, she's dead, right? Bosley, yeah. you know, they're all born, they're alive. It's, like, 500 years in the future. She's still around. So, she's, like, kind of the guardian angel of this town, yes? Yeah. Like, she is the eternal, you know, guide of warding off the wolves. What does she get? What is her big steal? Is it a magical item? Is mm -hmm. it knowledge of how to, you know, does she use the power of the bounding hound to steal the power to deflect hounds, you know, to counter the bounding hounds for future mm -hmm. use, basically? You know what I mean? This is what I'm thinking. Here's my logic to deep dive on her own shit. If you are the bounding hound's power, you can steal whatever, right? Yeah. So someone who calls upon the bounding hound to steal from mud trap would be able to bypass all of this. Mm -hmm. So what if Buford is the first person to use the Bounding Hound's power kind of against it and steal okay. something that can counter it? So like, I am going to invoke this power, but to get something that no one will ever steal from this town. Yeah. Because I'm like, what would keep a real thief from getting in here? So I'm like, maybe there's an amulet, a, a, a charm, something that is on her person. So when she is buried in Mud Trap, you know, there is warding. There are puzzles that deflect. There is something about mud trap that keeps any thief out of it. Yeah, but what, I like that. But what is it? What, you, what do you have in your? What do you have in? What are you thinking in terms of like a magical item that is stolen? Is it just a mm -hmm. book? Is it a book of practices? You know, mm -hmm. a guide and how to ward, like in warding spells or something. Just because I'm trying to get the idea of like she. You said she's dead. And, like, mm -hmm. this is a tradition that is now practiced to keep thieves away from the dead and to keep a town safe so that you your, your dead can rest. Because it's basically just giving people security. That it's like, yeah. you know, your dead are here. They can rest here. And the wolves, because everybody knows about a fucking the wolves. This is a terrifying concept. And yeah. so if you have, uh, you know, if you have dead that you want to bury them with, like, you know, the sword of power, you can do it in Mud Trap and know that it will rest with them and no one else. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like a shield, like a buckler is my I first thought. I can get down thought. with that. So a, a, a shield is stolen. 
You know, she uses the yep. power of the Bounding Hound and she's alive to take a shield from, I'm going to say, like an auction house. Like, you know, her and her crew raid this auction house. She sees this shield glowing and she's on the glass ceiling. Like, she slips through it, grabs the, ga- the shield, you know, safely gets back to the pirate ship, slips it on. Her crew yeah. is like, all right, and we're going to nail the rest of that auction. And they call upon the bounding hound, and it's like, what's happening? And they turn into fucking werewolves. Yeah. She's on her boat, and they all turn and look at her with, like, you know, werewolf faces, and they lunge at her, and she's shield-bashing them, has to escape. Yeah. Is the shield still in this town? Yes. And that is why it's, like, you know, keeps the wolves away. Yeah. The shield has to stay there. Yes. Okay. So then she's watching over the shield. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why she say, and basically, in shades of the uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, she's just like, oh, I'm not leaving the shield behind. Okay, no, this puts this puts it into this puts everything into context. I like this, cool, because what it says is she crashes. Yeah, she tells this town. Okay, now I'm, now I can I can give you what I feel is the concrete story of Buford Flugelhorn. The nicest goddamn person in Mud Trap. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of the nicest goddamn person in Mud Trap. Because like, right now we have like a pirate who steals and then is like, well, better keep this town safe. Yeah, let me tell you the story. Okay. It's exactly what you said. She's got the shield. She escapes. Her ship, her ship is on fire, covered in werewolves, and is sailing towards her. She's on a raft, <laughs> just rowing by night with an old stick. Yeah. Crashes into Mud Trap on her raft. That just before it sinks, because you got to get that nice visual of, like, she climbs on and the, and the thing just whoop. Oh, absolutely. And she's basically like, we need to re- we need to ready ourselves to fight these things. And it's like, it's a town of, like, bakers and, you know, just, like, normal people, not heroes. Okay, nope, I got it. Yep, this is, this is it. Great. There is one other pirate crew here. Just one other random, not of, not of note, just, like, a, a crew had stopped off to visit... A world-famous gumbo restaurant. One of the two restaurants in Mud Trap. I love it. Uh, and they're eating their gumbo, and they're like, we we don't have a town. We got we got Roy. He's got a spear. <laughs> Roy. I use it for fishing mostly, but I probably could stab a werewolf. And they're like, but there's that pirate, you know, that, that crew of sea dogs washed up, washed up here a few days ago. She basically enlists them to fight off these wolves. Yeah, she kind of talks to them. There are a few freelance gravediggers around. She talks to them. She convinces them to, like, you know, bury the dead. And and she kind of informs them of some of these rituals. They inform her of some of their warding rituals that they've already been doing. And they work together. And she's like, I have this shield that, if used properly, can really get you you into wherever you want to go. I'm not leaving it behind. And I'm not, if, if anyone were to get a hold of it, so they they bury the they bury the dead that have been around like the pirate crew have their dead have the dead from like whatever last raid they went on yeah and she's like we have to bury these dead people or else these wolves will destroy this entire town to get to them they enlist a few freelance grave diggers they bury the dead they do their rituals they they build some magical mazes the pirates then like the pirate captain whose name is give me a name Aaron for a pirate captain yeah um hot blades Karen. Hot Blades Karen. Uh, Hot Blades Karen says, so you're burying the dead here. We'll keep that in mind. Mm. Sails off, and that is the legend of how grave digging started in Mud Trap. I love it. Now, Buford is here knowing 
that she has this thing that could walk you through the doorway of any tomb in the world. And she's like, well, if anybody were to, anyone, anyone, thief, pirate, werewolf, or otherwise were to get their hand on this, it would compromise everything that Mud Trap is turning into as a place that is safe from the wolves. I can't leave it. So she buys a small shack on the edge of town, puts the buckler on the wall, and sits and stays there. I'm going to say, I don't think she's dead. Yeah. I think she's just very, very old and just lives there. Yeah. On the edge of town. And is elected mayor. And eventually, the, <laughs> and, and just becomes part of the community. It's just always there kind of helping people out. You know, does, does an odd job here or there just to pass the time. And eventually they're like, you know, somebody, some the, the mayor, the mayor passes. The mayor dies. And they're like, well, we have to have our election. Everybody write down the name of the nicest person in town. <laughs> And they look, and then they read off the names, and it's Buford Flugelhorn. And Buford is like, "Well, okay, I I don't I don't want to lead, but if you've all voted me, if you all think that I I'm the person that should lead, I, I'll do my best." And she leads exactly the way that she lived. She people come to her with problems. She helps them out as best she can. It's very it's a very sitcom ish. It's a very sitcom esque view of like what a mayor does where somebody comes and they're like the park is gonna close and she's like not if we have a barbecue and and it's that and i think that she just lives there and she lives does it for a hundred years and everybody's like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call for an election she's great or if they call for elections she keeps winning because she just keeps helping she dedicates her life to helping people because i'm gonna be here anyway i want to keep an eye on the shield i i dig this i dig the fact that this person came you know, accidentally, you know, being chased by wolves, combined the practices that she now has with this fucking magical buckler, you know, with the traditions of mud trap to make mm-hmm. this like warding field on a town. And then yes. didn't say like, I run this now. It's just like, no. no, I'm gonna live on the outskirts of town, sit on my porch every day and make sure that the wolves do not come. Yeah. And this sort of vigilant watch just, you know, through time becomes what you do in mud trap. Keeping yeah. an eye out for the wolves because they might come. And keeping an eye on each other. Yeah, because they came once and it was handled by Buford uh, Fugelhorn. You know, mm-hmm. Buford Fugelhorn and a legendary group of regular mud trappians, mm-hmm. you know, fought off a threat. They, they handled business, but their way. They did it. Can I, can I pitch you a specific visual? Yes, please. Buford sword shield in hand is pinned down by the largest werewolf that you've ever seen rippling just massive and it's towering and it's about to just tear her throat out when through its heart from out of nowhere a spear just like stabs it pins it to a dock she sits up like what what happened and from a roof we just see roy (laughs) the great hero roy turns out that spear vision paid off all right, I'm gonna go get my spear back. Hold on, I gotta climb down from this roof. Nope, nope, okay, all right. There we go. Here we go. Nope, okay. Okay. I, okay, so. All right, hold on. This. <laughs> climb down the ladder. Oh, can somebody support the ladder? All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. All right, I'm down. I'm on, I'm on the ground. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about this story is that it's this, like, you know, hero-style fantasy character of Buford Fugelhorn and, like, behind her is just normal people. You yeah. know, like, a, a hero showed up to a town and wasn't like, and I'm going to turn you into warriors. It's like, no, 
the the town wasn't saved by one person. Mm-hmm. The town, like you know, imagine if four hundred wolves descended on Mud Trap because of the practices of the you know the shields combining with the warding magic of Mud Trap. It was only like forty. Mm-hmm. You know, most got pushed out, but only a couple slipped in, and they were handled in true hero fashion. And now zero come in, but just in case, you know, there's they have watchers now. Mm-hmm. People people like Bosley Digwell. Wait, does that mean Bosley Digwell is powerful? I no, no. I think he just he knows his craft. Yeah, he, it's it's defensive magic. It ain't it ain't it ain't exciting, but it's honest. You know, I do my job. I dig the grave. I do the I do the rituals. I do the I do the circle of ash. I do the traditional balming of the body. I. I, I do the traditional uh the traditional wrapping of the magical items in the cloth so that the so that the the wolves don't see it because you know they can see all kinds of things magical and otherwise which is why we wrap it in an anointed cloth you know you know the usual grave digging stuff but and it's it's you know it's it's not exciting it's boring it's a lot of it's a lot of routine but it's good work can I give you a funny story just to end yes, before please. I want to roll on tables really bad because I love fucking Buford. Crosley Digwell visits Bosley Digwell. Yeah. You know, they're hanging out, they're talking, oh, dad, like, you get, you gotta try pirating. Like, it, this is so boring. This, oh, you know, it's, it's, it might be boring to you, but for me, it's life and it's quite exciting. Crosley's like, all right, my vacation trip is over, gets back on the ship. Just when that happens, Bosley, you know, moseys out to the grave fields and is like looking out. A wolf fucking charges at him, casually claps his hands, and like a fucking orb of light blasts it away, and he's just like, that, that's another day, another day on the job. Nothing I can do. This roll, you want to roll some tables? I thought my wolf fighting days were over. <laughs> that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut right there. Deep cut. All right, yeah. Do we want to roll on sailor or folk hero? Hmm. Folk. Maybe, 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 maybe go back and forth. I'm going to ask you each category, yeah. and we'll we'll decide on which one we want to roll on. Okay. Her personality trait: Do we want sailor or folk hero? She's she's a folk. She's a sailor first. Yeah. So let's roll on a personality trait for a sailor. Okay. Give me a D8. One. My friends know that they can rely on me no matter what. Because mm. you said that she she stays there forever to keep an eye on the wolves. Yeah. And I think eventually that turns into keeping an eye because we said that that informs the culture of mud trap. Yeah, I think that also informs the culture that inform the it informs the culture also of eventually for her it also turns into keeping an eye on town, right? Yeah, absolutely. In the way that if you if you stay in one place for so, for long enough, it becomes home. Yeah, she gets to know the people. She knows their names and stories, and she's like, "Up, oh, up! Oh, I see, I see Max, I see Roy's kids." Max and Maxine are fighting again. They're always they're always at each other's throats. I'm gonna go over and see if I can't see if I can't if I can't bribe them with a little bit of bread to to make amends. And she brings over a home cooked loaf of bread because she knows that she knows that Maxine can't resist a blueberry can't resist a little bit of blueberry bread. And so she's like, how about, you, how about you leave your brother alone if you get a little blueberry bread?" And it's like, "All right, that sounds like that sounds great. Thank you." And she looks at Roy and she's like, "Don't kill anybody with a spear." And the kids are like, why did she say that? That was really weird. <laughs> That's really dark. Holy shit. Says, well, I can't tell you. I have to tell you when you're older. It's quite the story. <laughs> I killed a man. <laughs> um, so can I give you also something about that that I was just thinking about with, what is it? I'm loyal to my friends. Uh, my friends know they can rely on me no matter what. So flashback to the day that her crew called upon the Bounding Hound and was not deemed worthy. 
You know, yeah. imagine you're standing as like you were just deemed worthy. You had a huge steel. You have a fucking magic buckler with an unknown power attached to it. Mm-hmm. And all of your friends start turning into werewolves. That's fucking tragic. I think this mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the fact that she does not kill wolves. She repels yep. them. She's like, I, I don't know how what what I have to do, but I want to figure out a way where maybe there's a way to change them back because she mm-hmm. opposes the bounding hound. Yeah. So maybe that's part of the reason that she doesn't kill them and that these war- this warding thing has been like, oh, my God, that's so perfect. I thought I was worried you guys were going to start killing them all. Like in Roy, that's the big story of Roy kill the hound. It was like, Roy, stop. No, we don't do that. Stop. It's like a big. I, <laughs> Go ahead. They would have gotten this beer. Ends justify the means is what I say. I'm Roy. Roy's, Roy's fucking <laughs> intense. But it's a reason like she doesn't. It's all about warding and all about like maybe there's a way to bring them back. And I'll stay in this town where they seem to be drawn to for as long as I have to in order to. Maybe there's a way have them pass into the town and they turn back into people because they're people. Yeah. And so I think that's like she's the nicest goddamn person. Like, I'm not going to kill a bull. You know, yeah. I, I, I know what they are and I feel for them. And, part, you know, my crew looked to me as the captain to call upon the hound and I caused this. And so I'm going to stay in this town and try to see if there's anything I can do while keeping them safe. She's mm-hmm. the nicest goddamn person. But also that's, goddamn person. that guilt is real. Roy doesn't feel guilt. But... <laughs> Roy is a cold-blooded killer. Well, I did. I did what I had to do. I, I, I don't see how I could have done it any different. Buford, you would have died. They wanted your shield bad enough to kill you. And so I threw my spear. Want some ham. <laughs> he sliced some ham. Yeah, I murdered a wolf. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Look, <laughs> I, I, I did what I had to do. We were we were at war. You make, you make tough choices. Here you go. I saved you the end piece. <laughs> <laughs> Roy is hardened. I have, I have a lot of things that we, we I have a lot of questions about Roy that I feel like we don't have time to get to, no. but we'll I, I would like to in a future episode maybe deep dive on Roy. Roy, the greatest like... warrior the world's ever known. <laughs> Coldest hardened warrior. He's only killed one thing. Mm, you know. I do it again though. <laughs> Sometimes I think about it when I close my eyes. I think about <laughs> the power that I hold in my hands over another life. <laughs> Would never act on it though, unless I had to. <laughs> What's the next table? Uh, it's an ideal. Do you want to folk hero or sailor? Hmm. What would her ideal more be? It would probably be less of sailor and more folk probably hero. Probably heroic. Right? Yeah. yeah. Give me a d6 for for an heroic ideal. Alrighty. Animal d6. Go. Three frog. Freedom. Tyrants must not be allowed to oppress the people. That's a folk hero. Yep. Hmm. I like that, actually. I like, because I like that it's, she doesn't want to see people get hurt. That's why she stopped at Mud Trap altogether, was she was like, listen, I know that people are coming to, you know, they're going, they will kill you. Yeah. Like, because they're after me, but they will kill you. And there's a lot of treasure in this town, apparently, from just people being buried with their, like, magical items. Well, and I think, like, I think at the time, I don't, I think this is even before, like, that, be, you know, it had become this treasure trove. Uh, I think at yes. first she's just like, they're going to kill you because they're after me. Yeah. And eventually, once pirates start flocking in, like, hey, can we bury 15 dead bodies here with some magical swords? She's like, yeah, now, now I can't leave because now at this, now this is a treasure trove and it's, I, you know, I can't let these people suffer. And if I'm not here to watch over them with this shield, then something bad is going to happen. Yeah. She opposes the bounding hound. Fuck tyrants. Yep. 
fuck some constellation that grants you power. Mm-hmm. Like, God, that's it's terrible. And like, you know, I'll keep these people safe from anyone who unfortunately called upon some ancient god thing to fucking help them out and stealing shit. I like this. I like the fact I love the guardian angel of fucking mud trap. I do too. Let's get a D6 for a bond and I'll read you both options and see if we want one we want to go with. All right. Five ant. All right. I protect those who cannot protect themselves. A strong pick. We'll see what sailor says. I was cheated out of my fair share of profits and I want to get my due. <laughs> hmm. I think it's kind of got to be defending the defenseless. Yeah, it is totally. Def- it wasn't always that way, though. Like, she's a thief. Maybe it started out as the first one where she was like, she wanted to get, you know, it was, it was, I'm going to bide my time here and stay in this town until I, until I get my opportunity to leave and enact that score. And then she just kind of lost track of time. And before she knew it, a hundred years had passed. Yeah. And she had become like, you know, the, she's a powerful person in a town of ordinary people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it started out as like, she was a thief that like escaped, you know, the temple of doom brought the Temple of Doom with her and helped, you know, save her own skin. And in turn, like, yes, people were saved. But, like, it it was a shitty thing that she did, dragging the wolves there. Like, yes, she handled it. But, like, you know, so she kind of, like, secluded herself at the edge of town and is like, you know, I'll keep an eye out for wolves, but they're only coming for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't see herself as the nicest goddamn person. This is just some, like, she's the protector of Mudtrap, but to her, she's like, I'm just trying to do my best to, like, pay back. And Roy is like, what do you mean, pay back? You taught me how to kill. And it's, you know, but everybody else who sees her is like, oh, thanks, you saved our town. You showed me the power that I hold in my hand. Exactly. And that I see behind my eyes when I sleep. <laughs> she's, she's just, all right, Roy. Okay. You know, she, she, I think, I keep thinking I would have a level of guilt. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to make Mudtrap the happiest and best it can be because forever amen, there's going to be fucking werewolves coming here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm staying alive forever with my magical shield warding them the fuck off. Yep. This is a complex hero and I'm, I'm fucking into it where it's like, you're the nicest goddamn person. Am I? I guess. Let me be your mayor. I feel so bad. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's perfect. Like, I think that's. I feel I feel good about that. All right, all right. Give me a D six for a flaw. All right, D six flaw. Um, we'll D six. Three frog. Three frog. Frog. Uh, let's see. The people who knew me when I was young know my shameful secret, and I can never go home again. Or, when someone questions my courage, I never back down, no matter how dangerous the situation. I think it's definitely the first one after all what right. we just talked about. I think definitely it's. You know, because for everyone in Mudtrap, it's this this ship crashes on the shore, right? And is like, help, mm-hmm. I need help. And there's this wounded pirate woman carrying a fucking shield, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes into town and helps them fight off these wolves. Do they know that she brought them there? You know, maybe not. You know, they think like, oh, just the wolves come. Because that's like, that's just how it is. And our magic opposes them. It's not yep. like, no, the person who initially brought them there. The reason why we have this cemetery town with, you know, fucking shield projectors all over it is because of Buford Flugelhorn and her arrival at this town. Like, she's an outsider. Yep. And if somebody were to find that out, I don't think they'd be mad, but I don't know if they'd think of her as the nicest goddamn person. I think I agree. Damn. That's complicated, and I dig it. And it's a, it's yeah. a, that's a tough vigil for Bugle, but 
You know, it's it's what's right. And I, I, I know she knows that. I think and I think that's I think that's part of why she says, right, is because she's like, it's not it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's not maybe not maybe not what I want to do, but I know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, the first thing I thought of when you said she sets up a hut on the outskirts of town was like shame it was like, I mm-hmm. can't even live near you guys. I'm going to stay out here and keep an eye on the wolves because I I don't feel comfortable living with everyone out here. Mm-hmm. Damn, this is sad, but great. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a good episode. Yeah, I think that's a wrap on Buford Flugelhorn. I agree. Damn. Uh, Thank you so much, Nick, Tabletop Leader, for your prompts. Nick is uh, one of the players behind uh, Tabletop Squadron. Tabletop Squadron is a Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Star Wars Fantasy Flight Games actual play podcast that uh, they, they tell a variety of stories and also post regularly post game-inspired recipes on their website. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Check that out at tabletopsquadron.com. I think so. Follow them on Tabletop Squadron on Twitter. Yeah. It'd be the easiest place to find them. Um, and if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own for use in our podcast, you should do it. Don't be scared. Send as many as you want. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com, post them on our website, or you can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord and post them there. Yeah, you can find our Patreon there, a great way to back us, a great way to show some financial support for our little show and keep this thing running. Uh, a new backer is Ink Oculi on Twitter. Thank you so much for your support oh, of you our so little much. show. Um, Ink Oculi has also supplied us with a new graphic for uh, the Crystal Grimm episode. So it's be good. Tr- it's real, it's real good. so fucking cool. It's real, real good. So check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash Oculi. And, you know, give them support. Support some support a great artist who helps us out. Um, yeah. Jeff has a second podcast. Uh, Party of One is an actual play focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. Episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Hell yeah. Verbal hug this week. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of this episode. This is a, this is a sad one. So I'm like, keep your friends safe. Keep the warding spells up. Um, keep your friends safe. Yeah. Look out Look out for each other. <laughs> now that you say that, yes, I think that's exactly what the verbal hug is. <laughs> Look out, look out for each other. Not, not, not because bad things are coming. I mean, they might, you know, you never know when, when the wolves might come. But look out for each other also because it's important to look out for each other. And because, because a community is as strong as the people watching over one another make it. It's only, your community is only as strong as the people within it, so... Build a strong community and look out for each other and be kind to each other and help each other and, you know, make that community something special. Yeah, like that's it's really true of what we just said in this episode is like, you know, Bosley Digwell keeps the warding spells up and nothing happens. So like if you're keeping an eye out for your friends, and they're keeping an eye on you. You know, I think you guys will have a good time. You know, if you keep pulling mm-hmm. each other up, no one will go down below the depths. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's because I think that's. That's what makes that mad. That's what makes magic is like, that's what makes magic for me is people being kind to people. It's, it's a beautiful thing in this world. And it's something that is sometimes all too rare is just common kindness. It's true. You're right. I like that. I like that a lot. Anything, we got anything else? Uh, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Well, with that, until next time, good, good night, night and good game. game.